Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's, it's time, time for, for couples, couples therapy. therapy. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy? I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from, from a couple, couple different, different listeners. listeners. Woo, baby, Andy, it's good to be back at the mic, ain't it, babe? It, back in, is it good to be back in Los Angeles? There's a question mark. We're back in Los Angeles. Naomi was just in New York. Both of us were. I was going to say, so was Andy. Both of us and Mabel. Woo, Mabel baby. makes three. I got, I, I got a post like I was thinking of posting a carousel of Mabel takes Manhattan <laughs> because she did so much. She rode so many subways. She loves the subway. I know. Mabel I know. loves the subway. Listeners, <laughs> you will not believe how excited she when we would go down to the train uh, onto the platform. You no matter what train like, you know, the B would come past and we're waiting for the C and she would like the doors would open and she would like run to it. And then, you know, when she would get to the end of her leash, obviously, you know, she's not on the train. She looks back at me and she's like, why are we what? Why are, why are we, we getting, getting on, the, on train? the train? The train is here. What is wrong with you guys? What I want to get on the train with 90 percent of people wearing masks and 10 percent assholes. I want to get. <laughs> did I tell you, Naomi, there was one night where 
so obviously, you know, we're in New York while uh, Delta is surging and I'm like freaking out going on the trains. And there was this one night where like everyone on the car, it was such a nice ride. and Everyone on the car had Max on. And then there's like 20 something dude, I think pretty drunk and high gets on talking loudly into his phone. Right. And I give him the stink eye, which was my usual kind of strategy was mm-hmm. to give someone stink. eye just a little bit. And then I would say 3% of the time <laughs> they put on a mask. Okay, but still, 3% of the time, the stink eye worked. We locked eyes for so long, and he just looked at me defiantly. He knew why I was giving him the stink eye. Yeah. And then he, the doors close, he, like, puts his back on the thing, still loudly talking into his phone. He pulls out a vape pen (laughs) just to, like, just say, like, I'm going to spread my breath even further. (laughs) But uh, Mabel was so excited to go on the train, Naomi. I know. She loved it. So, wait. Why were we in New York? (laughs) Well, Andy, I was filming a set for season three of the Netflix stand-up show, The Stand-Up. What? Can you believe? 30 minutes of comedy by yours truly. And I have to say, it was pretty good, I will say, because it really felt like really rushed and I felt like almost this out-of-body experience and it was just such a rush rush to like... You know, I don't know. It just like it all just happened so quickly. Um, but then I thought that that first set, I connected with a higher power. I locked in. I was present. Yeah. I focused on the work. Can I just say something? When you said like it was pretty good, I don't know if you're just being modest or self-deprecating or what. Because I would say I, that was one of the best. And I'm not just saying this because I'm your husband, but like it was one of the best stand-up sets i've ever seen oh wow thank you come honey. on you do that you're you i've been so effusive like uh it, it was it was in you came out and there i don't know if they're gonna keep this in there exactly. but at least 45 seconds to a minute of the audience going crazy well that, a, sorry go on no 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 it was it, it was wonderful i think it's it's funny because i remember when i finished that first set i was like yep we got it that was it you know god was riding high and now here we are a oh, uh, little while later, and now I started to think, I'm like, I just hope it translates to television. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I got a lot of applause breaks, but were they laughing or were they just clapping? I want people to be laughing. But I'm going to say this, okay? It was a perfect evening because, if nothing else, two women in the front row of the first taping were wearing Jubu t-shirts, okay? Jubu t-shirts, the t-shirts that we made to both commemorate our love, my art, and our program. They were there. They, were sh- they had suited up and shown up, and that was gorgeous. I had never felt more beautiful. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You did look beautiful. <laughs> uh, there, were, I, there were actually a lot of, this is funny, because the first set was so effusive, people were like, oh, you must have had a lot of friends there. That's not true. There was like, barely anyone we knew at that first taping. All the friends were at the second taping, which was like, uh, pretty good but not as like like crazy as that first taping so yeah those those were strangers naomi that were going I crazy now, there was one ctqc person i met arden who is very nice we love when the but CTQC i couldn't remember but besides the two people the wearing the jubu t-shirts and the one uh couples therapy quarantine crew sorry if you don't know that's what ctqc is the ctqc did show up okay in in person and also in spirit 
there was support from the CGQC via Instagram DM, and I felt it. I felt that I was on the wings of an angel. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You lift me up. <laughs> what were you singing? Uh, Wind Beneath My Wings? What were you singing? I think I was trying to sing Josh Groban. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. And now he goes. So uh, look for that. We'll talk more about this on the Patreon. Hey, speaking of the Patreon now. Oh, yeah, baby. By the way, uh, if you could sign up for the Patreon. We, we do a little commercial in the middle of the show, but... Just to, since we mentioned it here, you yeah. know, we do have a Patreon. It support it mostly supports this show. I mean, that's all it supports. It goes yeah. to just, it, you're out here, Andy. You're editing, honey. <laughs> We're out here booking. We're out here making that time happen, honey. You give it us the good microphones, okay? And that's possible because the page. So to all our patrons, we love you. You are blessings to us. And if you would like to become a blessing. If you would like to become a page pal. A page pal. Patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. All right, five bucks. Okay, one tier, one and done, babe. One tier, two bonus episodes. Usually, me and Andy getting in deep, giving you all the tea, <laughs> taking a peek behind the curtain of this business, of this relationship, of these animals. Yeah. You get oh, yeah. it all. <laughs> Want to hear how uh, how I almost took the wrong dog home from the groomers? <laughs> well, you'll hear that. You got to take it to the page. Yeah, uh, yeah. So five dollars a month gets you that. We actually do put a lot of other bonus material on, like. Uh, raw audio from other podcasts you and i have been on yeah, that from I, live shows live shows other things that i can't mention here for copyright <laughs> reasons <laughs> but you will see on the patreon and coming soon i think we're gonna try to do like every once in a while like a zoom hangout yes a zoom hangout with the page pals if you are a member of the patreon you'll get an email letting you know when we're gonna do that we'll send out a link and we'll just like Talk and hang for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe like 45 to an hour and just whoever wants to come through, come through. Yeah. So that will be a beautiful way to connect. Yeah. But so, we'll keep you posted on that and the yeah. Patreon. But enough of, enough of this. I mean, my God, we've got, this is truly an iconic duo we have here. An iconic couple. Yes. I'm going to say it. Yeah. I Look, I've heard of ID, Investigation Discovery, but the only ID I really want to know is iconic duo. And that is today, Lovers. Okay, wedded partners and the hosts of the podcast, Did You Get My Text? Pat Oswalt and Meredith Salinger. Ooh, come Ooh. on. Do I need to give you credits? You better get with it. Okay, I ain't got nothing else to say. Of course, you know Pat from Justified. <laughs> he played uh, Constable Bob. Wait, was he really on Justified? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were joking just because you've been watching, you've been re-watching Justified. I've been re-watching Justified because it was... Uh, calming my anxiety in the run up to your taping. Mm -hmm. I had so much anxiety for like, you know, am I going to get Delta? Is this going to happen? What's going to go on? You know? Uh, and so I just started rewatching justified and, uh, it's what a great rewatch, but yeah, Patton plays constable Bob. Well, then you can listen to constable Bob's new podcast <laughs> with his wife. Did you get my text? You know what? Enough dilly dallying. Patton and Meredith were so wonderful. This was such a fun chat. So you know what? I'm going to be the one to say it. Roll it. You know, people saying the tagline is a great litmus test for where they're at emotionally in this given moment. Yeah. Open your It's time for okay. <laughs> oh, I was feeling that eighties pop. It's time for yeah. I was doing Madonna. Oh my god! Open wait a minute. Your I was just I wait, your wait guys. What baby? I was just interviewing Richard Marks, and you know what this fits perfectly into? Ready? 
Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time time for couples therapy. therapy. Oh my God, it fits perfectly into right here waiting for you. That's right. That was good, baby. I bet we could do it for every song. Yeah. (laughs) Is that from the Karate Kid soundtrack? Right here waiting for you? No, no. You're thinking of... um, uh, I am a man who will fight for your honor. Yes. Right here waiting is, was its own smash thing. I don't think it was oh, on a. I don't think it was on a soundtrack. Okay. Anyway, like it, all, it all mixes together in my head because it was just on the radio when I was a kid. So yes, if I was, was in the car with my mom, I would hear all the soft rock hits of the eighties. <laughs> soft rock hits. Okay, Pat and Meredith, this is very exciting for us. This is uh, very exciting for us. I love that. To really be having sharing the excitement, not having to manufacture it for yes, the both of us. Yes, yes. No, no. You know, that happens so often. And so that's great. How much of this industry is manufacturing <laughs> excitement for something? Well, hang on. Right now, all your past guests are like, are they talking about us? <laughs> they, they know who they are. Ex- they sounded they very know excited who they to are. have us. All right. They, anyway. The ones who did not give it back, they know who they are. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so... You guys, how was your 4th of July? Did you do anything fun for America? Um, Our 4th of July was very chill. Very chill. Did we do anything? We kind of did. Oh, I know what I did. I sat out on my balcony and listened to my neighbors play their (laughs) Christian country rock and scream, Dude! uh, Stacy, give me some gum! Hey, you do the slip and slide. There were like 30-year-olds next door with red solo cups flying the American flag all doing CrossFit in the backyard. Can we? That's what yeah. I listen to. That's... Patton, you've lived out here for a long time. Meredith, you grew up here, right? What is? Yeah. Why is this city like rural New Jersey? Like, what is it about? <laughs> no, it isn't. Just my neighbors, I think. Oh, no, we are. No, this. Okay. Naomi did a show in no uh, North Hollywood on Friday night, and it felt very like Patterson. It felt very like Patterson with a touch of Newark. Okay, there wait, was wait, a where, energy. In, where in North Hollywood were you? Uh, not not far up, like so, Lancashire, like on Lancashire, sort of by where the car dealership. We can are. bleep this. It was the Comedy Chateau, if that's a yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, it well, was real. Hey, that, I don't know if you've seen that map that's going around where someone did what the New York boroughs are, but for L.A. Mm-mm. It's um so um the uh uh like Beverly Hills that little strip that's Manhattan okay. and then Los Feliz and Silver Lake is Brooklyn uh-huh. and then um uh um I mean they, but they and, and I forgot what <laughs> everything the valley else was. is Staten Island <laughs> everything no else. no actually the far west valley is Staten Island but but not the whole valley the rest okay. of the valley <laughs> oh um where we are is Queens like, oh you're Street in we we all live in Queens, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel it. I feel uh, it. Um, we were before we started rolling though. We were talking about weddings and like how to how to decide who to invite and how many people to invite and how do you make it so that you don't have to invite every single person you may have yes. had a conversation with. And as again, you guys too, you know, like you guys have a lot of friends like over the years of just living and people who know you and like you know you met or. Or maybe they even feel like they know you better than you feel like you know them. How we got married so late in life, like so late. I was 147 <laughs> years old when I married Patton. And when you get married that late, 
your parents don't really have a say of who they can invite right. to your wedding. But it also helped that you, we had gotten to that age where you, you realize, and it, it, you don't take it personally, that there are certain phases of your life where you have a circle of friends, and then you don't have that circle of friends anymore. You just either, you all evolve beyond, you know. So we'd reached this phase where we had all, kind of fallen into nice, tight little circles of friends that we were able to invite, and it ended up being kind of perfect. Well, you that know. that being said, there were some people who weren't invited who were very upset about it. Oh, oh no. That's what I'm worried yeah. about. That's what you're worried about. Like, That's Because our list, because we started planning our wedding eight years ago, seven yes, years ago, something Andrew. like that. Whoa. And so it's changed. I mean, there are literally four or five different spreadsheets saved where, where oh every time we're like, God. oh, I think it's time for us to start planning again. And then yeah. suddenly it like and like we go through and we're like, well, this person no longer we're not friends yeah. with them anymore, I guess. Like and then like and then there's like a bunch of like people waver in and out of like that like <laughs> right. close friend list. Yeah. We went from like three hundred people Ooh. down to a hundred and how many people did we have? Honey? 150 good. or something like that. I think it was just under hundred and fifty. It was That's it was manageable. Good. It was actually kinda nice. Yeah. It was a good space. It was the perfect size. Yeah. It was the perfect size and the perfect people, but it definitely, had we had the wherewithal to invite more, we could have doubled it. I could have. I have so many friends. Yeah. Patton is such, Patton has like one friend. I have That's so 299 friends. Just that my friends are all weirdos that half of them, if I don't invite them to things, are like, thank you. Right. Because they actually, they're not very social. So exactly. they're totally cool. Not, like, they'll join me at the New Beverly for the eight, our eighth screening of Tulane Blacktop. But if I have a wedding, they're like, hey, can I maybe not go? Or, right. or you know what I actually have? I have a lot of friends, and this is actually very strategic, um, and I'm guilty of this too. They want to be invited to everything and have to go to nothing. But they want to uh -huh. be able to go, well, yep. I was invited, but I couldn't go. That's, That's what they me. want. That's Andy. So there were, but there were a lot of people that I invited that I knew wouldn't come. So I'm like, yeah. this is actually a free spot. Let's just send them the invite. They're not going to show up. Yeah. And it yeah, was, yeah, it was yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're thinking about doing it out here, which should cut down on like my parents' elderly Jewish friends from mm -hmm. coming to the wedding. Right. I'm fingers crossed. Right, right, right. Also, when right. you get married at 147, most of your parents' <laughs> elderly Jewish friends are already gone. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I just yeah. had, I had my parents. I was trying to be funny then, not somber. Sorry. No, that was no, supposed I mean, to be ha -ha. accurate. But no, <laughs> but accurate. I'm joking. That was I had like three of my childhood friends from Virginia came out. My parents came out, and that was kind of it. Everything, mm. everything else was like, I'm not going to fly people out here. Yeah, well, I'm, sorry, I'm from I'm here, so all my friends were here. Right, yeah, so you have everybody. Yeah. That's why you have. That's well, why you have college... 299 friends because they're all right. Here. My college friends flew in, yeah. um, but otherwise, most people live here. But I See, had like some. I had some aunts and uncles that I didn't invite. Where I'm just like, you have aunts and uncles. Yeah, I have some aunts what? and uncles, but, but you I'm do. So, okay, this is why I'm we so... do this podcast so that people can learn <laughs> about their partners. Wait, honey, really? <laughs> my mom had three brothers. One has passed away. One has become beyond right wing. Um, he was like a Trumper before there was Trump. Like, he's basically an off-the-grid weirdo. And then the other one is is like do a gross Trumper. Oh, wait, do you think anyone of these people are listening to this? Because that's calling people out. That's I, not... I would I would be stunned if they owned computers. I would oh. be stunned if these people owned yeah, computers. That off and then the I have grid. A, yeah, and then I have my, my dad has a sister who lives in Arizona who at the time was going through some crazy stuff and and i just i don't know we we're not a very we're not a the oswalds and runfolas are not a close-knit clan we're just sort of 
We 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 uh we spawn and then we spread and we don't really <laughs> stick together. Well, wait, is that I like... have a very close knit family, very right. very close. So yeah. that's what I was gonna ask. Was like, is that like Pat? Did you start to find like for Naomi and myself? We like we like our parents, but we're not like super close to them, and we found mm-hmm. more connection with our friends than yeah. we did with our family. I love my parents, and I'm so close to them. But also, my parents are at an age where it's hard for them to travel. So yeah. I think them coming out for our wedding was their last trip out here. Like mm-hmm. it was unspoken, but like we're not doing this again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And my anymore. parents live here and are so flipping cool. And I'm with them basically every Sunday. And really, Alice is obsessed with them. And yeah, we have a great. Happy... Tell me about this family affair. It's so foreign to me. But that's what <laughs> oh I really. Oh my god! Like, want I have the best parents. Always like were you guys all like even when you were younger because you started like you were acting as a teen. So I feel like I started I, when I was eight. Eight. Okay, well, honey, I imagine it was like a very dramatic time. Like a teen, like a young actor, you're like running around, going to these auditions. Did I get it? Did I not? Now I got to go be on set with these adults who might be creepy. Like, that's a lot for a yeah, young Yeah, but it, I, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like that. It just felt like, like, uh, just, you know, some kids play soccer after school. Like, I just wouldn't go to school and I'd go to the set. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't feel like... I still felt I still had all my best friends. I still hung out with all the kids in my neighborhood. I still it didn't feel I don't know. I handled it pretty well. My parents are normal people with real jobs and they're real professional people. And this was just, um, you know, something I wanted to do that they supported. It wasn't it didn't feel crazy. Yeah, it's also I assume normalized out here. Whereas, like, you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, and it's just like, what? No, that's not a thing you do. <laughs> right, right. Here, it's like, yeah, obviously, like, this is a possibility. And, and, yeah. and probably an attainable possibility if you're photogenic and have charisma. <laughs> you don't and, even need that much charisma. Oh, but when you have it in spades, it's just... <clears throat> Given to you, left it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. But you guys are like friends. No, it, you and your family, huh? like you hang out every Sunday. You're like hanging out, talking about life. Yep. I guess what Naomi's trying to get is what is it like not to have emotional damage handed down to you from the generation above? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit. I mean, a tiny, tiny bit. Of like, you know, when you open the door when you're home from college and your mom gives you that look and the look means, oh, my God, you're so fucking fat. What happened to you? And you say, Mom, I know what you're doing. And she goes, what? I didn't say anything. And I'm like, I know what you're saying. She goes, I didn't say anything. And you're like, I know I'm fat. You don't have to tell me. She, I didn't say anything. You gave me the look. Oh, God. Yikes. That's very real, very accurate. But my mother would say it. Like she'd give well, you my the mother look. would say it too, but she'd also give you that horrible yes. look that said it all. I know she's she's very much like she'll give a look, and then in, just in case you weren't clear what that look was, <laughs> why did you get yeah. fat? And it's like because yeah. that. And the best part is she likes to phrase things as a question, as though she's giving you time to account for your failings. Yeah, and then she says stuff like, "You know what I've been doing lately is walking and eating really healthy. That just is great oh, for your figure." And she'll just start saying things, thinking that you'll. Like, not get what she's trying to say, but actually be like, oh, that sounds like a great idea, Mom. Right. I'll do that with you. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, there's some emotional damage. Just a little, though. <laughs> Wait, Meredith, you uh, were you raised Jewish? Yeah. Are you still Jewish? Of course. Like, go to temple Jewish? Like, or like me, where I fast on Yom Kippur, and that might be the <laughs> limit. I, ha- I um, went to temple when I was little, and... Um, 
I went to all my friends' bar and bat mitzvahs and loved them. And my parents, we have Passover at my parents' house, but it's like funny Passover. Because <clears throat> my dad is like, I want to tell you what my dad is like, but the, the examples I'm going to use maybe aren't the best examples, but in the <laughs> old days they used to be. My dad is a mixture of Dr. Huxtable and Chevy Chase from Caddyshack. <laughs> like, okay. He's, but, but, <laughs> he's not Bill Cosby. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Dr. Huxtable. Yeah, sure, yes. sure, sure. Um, and so he's a jokester, and we'd have he's Passover. Like Woody Allen and Bill Cosby, just two funny, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, no. just jovial. They're fun. They're fun guys. All right. Just anyway, go um, ahead. So we have Passover, but like it's a, but we make it, we make it fun. Like, yeah, you know, why on this night do do we leave? You know, the four questions he did, like the four questions from uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. He's like, what is your favorite color? Yellow? No, blue? Oh. I don't know if you know that movie, but um, yeah. um, he would just do, the do four funny questions, things. But he did and... them like in uh, Bill Cosby's voice. Like, uh, <laughs> what the pudding pop? And what the is your favorite pudding pop, Rudy? <laughs> As the only black person, I felt I should take it on. But <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, okay, totally pivoting away because I'm so curious. Because you guys talked about, I mean, you joked about it, you know, getting married at 147. It's yeah. but my question is sort of like, you know, when you do when you do meet somebody older, when you're like, I am settled in sense of like, this is who I am, this is my routine, this is how I approach life. Um, I imagine it's like you either click or you don't. Like for instance, I think Andy and I mm-hmm. we met in our early 20 my mid-20s like in new york we're like what is comedy let's find a dream like we felt like we were really kind of growing up together Aww. but like y'all were already grown you know what i mean like you had a well, child he was he was he was married he had a child yeah. he'd done all that um and i still was living the life of a you know a swinging single had so- you ever been married Mary? No. Okay. So okay. No. So yeah, you were okay. So this is like your first. Okay. So tell me everything. Tell me how you knew, as a grown woman, 147 years young, yep. out in these streets. <laughs> how did you know? Um. Because, well, first of all, I had dated everyone on the planet. I I had so many fabulous, crazy adventure boyfriends. Never anyone you'd want to bring home to your dad, but mm-hmm. definitely fun adventures. So I think I got all that craziness out of my system. And then I was single for a really long time. And I was always with my friends and their kids. And I'm like Auntie Mare extraordinaire. I have like tons of kids in my life that I'm obsessed with. And I was super just loving my life. And and then Pat and I met. Well, we 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 met over Facebook on a text thread. A friend of ours invited (laughs) A friend of ours invited us to a dinner party and he didn't end up going, but it was on a text thread with like twelve people. And the day after I was like, great dinner party, dude, you missed the best fucking lasagna. And he happened to be online at the same time. And we started DMing each other back and forth. And then we continued that for like three months, two hours every single night. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I got to know him. I wasn't like trying to date him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to date me. We were just talking like real people. And then we like fell in love. Mm-hmm. And then I was all freaked out. Like what happens when I meet him in person? I'm probably not going to like him because I know me and I hate everybody. <laughs> and I met him and I was, you're so cute. <laughs> but what was like, was there a moment? And also two questions. You were both public personas. Yeah. Like you knew each other, I assume, as public personas before you met. And I, we, knew, we knew of each other. I mean, it wasn't like we were, we had a couple of connections friend-wise on the 
outer orbits of our friend groups, but we didn't really know, like, you know, I, I wasn't, I'm, if, if you're saying public persona, I'm a comedian who tells jokes, but it wasn't like I was being that, you know, not till recently have I gotten really personal and, and you've never been that person. You're, you're, you're a working actress. It's not like you're, you know, here's no, he I means am, man. No, yeah. but you see somebody on camera oh, yeah, and you think yeah. you know them. Yeah. But, yeah. but truthfully, no, he hadn't really seen much of my stuff and I certainly hadn't seen much of his stuff. Only once I like started talking to him online was I was like, who's this guy? And then I kind of like looked him up. <laughs> and then as I started to like him more and more, um, then I like did the deep dive and like watched some of his comedy specials. Mm-hmm. And then when I like thought I liked him, then I watched Young Adult where he had a sex scene with Charlize Theron yes. because I wanted to see what's up. <laughs> what is up with that? Um, yeah. <laughs> so no, we didn't also, really I, I know. Think- I think the reason that we we click so so well also beyond all the other good stuff was when you get to it it's a function of our age when you get to a certain age you're like I've gone through all the years of who am I right. I got to figure out the now we're just like <laughs> well we know who we are it's either going to mesh or not and it's not like true romance is a lack of constant drama and I think a lot of yes. people throw away really yeah. good relationships because they're so used to drama and strife and waves crashing against the rocks that when it's actually common to they think that oh my god this relationship is dying it's like no you guys actually found a groove most people can't do this don't yeah. give this up what are you doing <laughs> so you know we we found that very quickly which was i thought great you know yeah yeah to find that groove quickly yeah that's what i yeah i, I definitely agree with you and mm. i feel like i was always that kind of person like but at the same time, I like realized I'm like any actual relationship I had, like a real relationship, we were together and not, mm-hmm. you know, a hookup, and then I pined for six months. It was like <laughs> it started out chill, like you yeah. and I were friends, and then it was like very easily where you were like, "You want to be my girlfriend?" Like after we were, <laughs> yes, friends into yes, it was very 1950s. Yeah. I did ask her out. I asked her out for a milkshake over Facebook. Oh, this for is, the love oh of God, God. Facebook. 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 That's crazy. I said milkshake and not malted. Okay, so it's not as mm-hmm. it's not as 1950s, but it was but it was that and but then it was drama for a while. Yeah, for really? like six months. Well, I didn't know why. I didn't know how to just have someone in my life. I really also did not, and I th- I'm better now in general. But like, I don't do well with the in between. Like when I don't know where we stand right. and I don't know you know, how into me you are. Like, I just could not take it. I really couldn't. Um, and I would be that way in friendships too. You know, or like one of the reasons why I was very wary about even going all in as an actor and a comedian was because I was like, I don't do well with the in-between. And that's all this business yeah. is. And can I do it? And But also, it could be a function of you having been in your 20s. I just, my relationships in my mid-20s, um, all ended because I don't know what I want to do or not. You know, like it was all that stupid drama, which he was like makes... engaged to 97. <clears throat> he, no, no, he... I was engaged once. You were engaged I... three times. Not, not true. Yes, it is. I was engaged in college. Yeah, that's one. I, then, then you I got, got engaged it, to Michelle, which who I married. Right. Like, I didn't break and then that you got engaged engaged to me. <laughs> okay, that's three, buddy. All right, but you're talking right. about. You're saying three as if I was engaged and broke those three off. That's what I thought. You were like, yeah, I'm like, no, it's insane. But what I'm saying is that's really miraculous that you guys withstood that because a lot of people in their mid to early 20s, no matter how deep the love is, you don't survive the changes that people go through, whether or not they're in a relationship or not. So that's pretty impressive. 
Thank you. I'd like to say think so myself. I always, <laughs> often I will. I'll be like, can you believe we got through this? I mean, especially because it's like, think about it. The fact is, had he simply put, I lived in Harlem. He was in Greenpoint. That's already a hurdle. Okay, wow. that's already a long distance relationship. Meredith, have you been to how much New York time? Three trains. Have you been, have you been? I've been to New York a lot, but just to visit like in short little bits. Well, Greenpoint and Harlem. I mean. Yes, three trains. It is uh, uh, Santa Monica to Pasadena. Yes. Okay, that's far. It's a trip. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And how far how far north of 110th Street were you? 135th. Okay. So you got to yeah, take that that's... local. You got to take that yep. local. Yeah, that's a, that's a trek. <laughs> that's a trek. You guys are cute. How long, sorry, how long oh. have you been doing this podcast together? You're both really cute. You seem to like each other. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we just don't like each other. Isn't that wild? Yeah, um, uh, two and a half years. I mean, we've been we this started as a live show in New York in 2014. So wow, yeah, we've been doing it since then in a way. And then podcasts 2017. Yeah, yeah, 20, no, 2018. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we still do like each other, and it is like kind of wild, given that you know we well, you had more relationships. Like you had long term girlfriends before we met. Whereas I've. Like, I, My longest was eight months. Yes, I know. but I also <laughs> did a thing starting in college where I started mixing relationships with like creative projects, and so like uh. I, had a, my girlfriend and I were in a band together, and there was Ooh. a lot of like there was a lot of stuff like that. And it's weird. I, I mean, no, I, I, kinda... I dude, I know. I mean, I, all your songs, Muskrat Love, and uh, <laughs> Keep Us Together, other stuff was amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you found someone now, but you guys were great together. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I don't really want to brag. I didn't want to yeah, like, yeah, yeah. bring it up. I'm, I'm yeah. glad someone else did. I knew Meredith wouldn't recognize you without the captain's hat. So. I'm Kiki D, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm kind of curious how you guys navigate that because it's something we've had to actually like talk about and talk about in like our actual couples therapy about like how to navigate cre- the creative stuff, the romantic personal stuff, and like the business stuff. Because like I think the first two are are somewhat navigable, and then that third thing, uh, because Naomi and I come at this business from much different places, also like much different places of power. I think is mm-hmm. uh, sometimes difficult. Um, I'm just kind of curious about how you both have tried to figure that out. How you've navigated. yeah, and the decision to do this pod and stuff. Your your has this pod. Well, that was, I mean, that was, that was Meredith's whole impetus. I was, I was not eager to jump into the podcasting game. Not that I love podcasts. I was just like, no, no, no. What do at we the have to talk about? You know? <clears throat> no, at the beginning of coronavirus, he had, a, he was supposed to go on tour as a comedian, like a million cities and a million airplanes and all that got canceled because of coronavirus. And then he was filming a show and that got canceled, like that shut down during coronavirus. And so we were both kind of like twiddling our thumbs and I was like, we should do a, oh wait, it didn't really come up, honey, until you had done that online, Patton had done like an online comedy show. Oh yeah. And halfway through, he was telling a story. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I just, yep. uh, I, the, the, Doing online comedy was yeah. really difficult for me. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, he was doing an online comedy show. And um, during it, he started telling a story about me that was pretty funny. And then he, he wanted me to come down and show people this thing uh, in the story. And yeah. I did. And then I just ended up sitting with him. And then all the comments were like, you guys should have your own show. You should have a podcast. Da, 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 da. And like we kept getting these things. And I was like, OK, well, we've got nothing else going on. Let's do that. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then finally, when coronavirus ended and everybody's out in the world, he's like, let's do it. <laughs> I'm like, OK. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. 
Um, <laughs> so, so for you guys, but, I mean, you were already kind of like established. So was there there no yeah. no real? I mean, not just for the podcast, but for anything where you guys are both living your lives, doing creative things, acting, doing comedy, and stuff yeah, I mean, like that. She, was there, she she'd been in the business since she was ten, so she had yeah. really established like a rhythm. Uh, you know what she wanted to be doing with her mm-hmm. with her career and had gone through career phases and had you know and and I was still relatively young so there there were but what? we're very very I mean relative I mean relative to what you know I I started ten years after you started so you had so you're relatively old no I'm saying no I'm saying that I meant young in terms of career length and in terms of experience i just didn't have oh there you go the experience like more oh. novice oh my god <laughs> you mean there novice you not age nicely do- listen oh my god like amateur um, is what you're yes, trying to say yes exactly okay so, got it so there was that like so again a lot of those hurdles we didn't really have to navigate too many of them because we had been doing our own thing for a long mm-hmm. time you know yeah, yeah yeah we've been producing yeah. our own stuff but the problem is you're asking how we navigate it um the first Two times we sat down to do the podcast was super invigorating and exciting because it was like new. And then the third time, right before we started, we had the gnarliest fight in the world. Oh, God, uh-huh. yeah. And I yeah, wanted yeah. to strangle him and murder him. Yeah. And and then he was like, I'm done. I'm and I'm like, sit down, shut the fuck up. Let's do this. Be professional. God damn it. And we started the podcast. And it's and we, and I burst into laughter at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, God, yeah. Like I'm like, everybody, we literally had the the hugest fight just now. We did the podcast. It was hilarious and amazing. And then afterward, I looked at him. I go, do you see why I said what I said before? And the fight started right up again. <laughs> and it was a horrible day. Right up. Did it, did it, was, it, it was almost like the cliche that you hear about like morning news teams where they're like, when, I, I swear to God, I wish I could stab you in the throat. Good morning, Sarasota. <laughs> you know, we had, like, like literally they we got to switch back into these nice sunny. Do you oh, guys God. fight like that? before? Like, do you? We have sometimes, like, more so because, like, we do these episodes, we don't, right? Because we usually have, you know, knowing we have a guest, we both are kind of like, let's both just be in a good space for our company. And so we'll be good. But when we do our Patreon episodes, which are just us, oh, we have totally been fighting before. And then the thing, Andy, like, I can turn it on. I'm literally like, I can be mad at you. And then it's just like, all right, I got to get on stage. Right? And I'll just do it. Whereas that's not Andy's vibe. She's a stand-up. I'm a writer. So, you know. You want to live in the emotion, man. <laughs> and he wants to be in it. And then I'd be like, pivot. And then, of course, he's like, you're a sociopath. And I'd be like, no, I know we have something I'm to do. professional. Yeah. I'm like, we got to just yeah. do this. And, like, I also much rather, like, there's something about we can stay in this anger and then it'll just get worse, right? Like, I'll just kind of, like, it'll boil over. So I'm like, we might as well pivot because we in one of these fights where neither person wants to say they sorry or say it was on me. So we better pivot because if we don't pivot – we're going to be sleeping in separate places. And our apartment is not big enough for that. So it's like, you have to. I have, it's, look, on stage, on stage, I can turn it on if I have to be on stage. I'm just saying for a podcast, I want to be in, can record it whenever. I don't want to have to like pivot right. from like being furious. We can't record it whenever. You know I only have one good hour a day of energy. That's right. When you make that, when you carve out that time, you got to get it done. And if you were fighting, get your shit to, are we allowed to, I carve yeah, a course. lot. No. Okay, absolutely. good. But seriously, get your shit together and let's do this thing. That's, that's. But so. Meredith, why you picked the fight back up? You had such a fun episode. You picked it back up. I didn't pick it back up. I just said, I'm always right, right? And then he's like, nah, nah. So. 
And the thing is, I am always right. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I am like, he's just trying to be funny right now and be like, no, she's not. But I am. And he acknowledges it and he realizes it. And if he only, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Do not give the no, you don't face. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm right. I'm giving you the gas face. I'm going back to early 90s rap. I'm, I'm in third base. I'm giving you the gad, gas face. Okay. Anyway, how do we navigate it? I'm always right. He just has to follow suit. That's all. Mm. Well, that's easier. That does make things easy. Because <laughs> then you just make all the Freedom decisions. Freedom from choice. Exactly. Yes. You make all the decisions. Yes. That's so funny, though. But like, but at the same time, you know, and, you know, you were, we were joking before because you're like, we're always five feet apart from each other, you know, in the house. Yeah. And yeah. You, and then to choose to have, um, to do something where you're, because you're look, in the pod, you guys are looking at like old text messages. It's like yeah. you're mining yeah. the relationship. I think for us, if we didn't have guests, I don't know if we could have sustained it because it's like how, it's that balance between, and obviously I talk about Andy on stage, but not as much, but this idea of like, okay, what's, what's us what's for us and then what is for public consumption yeah like what's right. the comedy what's the fun uh, and, right and what's a the good line question to, to figure out yeah yeah it's right now tricky. it sort of feels like us is us and the us us for the show is also us <laughs> and there's no kind of i think we're pretty open mm-hmm. and yeah. i don't yeah. think we've had any issues that are uh not shareable mm-hmm. right I think the like only time we've terrible. ever, and it wasn't even all that, it's like if we're talking about either someone we know, we'll catch ourselves and go, this is someone we know, but we won't name them. Like, mm-hmm. But that's been the only ones. And okay. then those are like yeah. minor, very minor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we've stopped ourselves from calling out people in the business. I think that's where we drew the well, line from ruining our careers. Well, you stopped me. Right? <laughs> me, I love to burn a bridge. And so <laughs> I was like, like, not on yeah. purpose, but I'm like, to, well, because I guess to me, it's like if somebody does something like bad, they know they did it. Like, I'm not going to editorialize. I'd be like, hey, this was the facts as they were. And my theory for talking shit is, would I say it to that person if I saw them? You know what I mean? Or like, would I like scurry oh, and run yeah. away? So I feel like when you come to quote unquote talking shit, it's kind of like, what are the facts of the situation? Lay out the facts of the case. And if it was what it was. Then that's what it was. But it's like, you know, so that's how I try to be. But then Andy's always like, Naomi, stop it. Like, we, I had a whole thing where he goes, I'm cutting this entire thing out. You really yeah. shouldn't yeah. do it. I yeah. shared a manager with, with someone who very famously would, she would burn bridges, like, just hugely. And the, the line we had about her was, uh, she'll burn that bridge when she gets to it. <laughs> she was just reliably would always burn every bridge she could get to, so... I think it's funny, like, I don't want to actually, but I think the impulse is because I feel such a lack of control in my career. The only thing I can kind of control is my no, right? Like, I, I can't control whether or not, like, you want me for something, if I'm right for yeah. this or that, if I get this job, if I get whatever. The only thing I can really control is, like, if somebody sucks saying, I'm not working with them again, or I don't like the way they treat me. So I think yes. sometimes I maybe lean into that a little more than I need to. I think I remember John Waters saying the best goal for your career is to eventually get to a point where you never have to work with assholes. Like you only have to do the work you want to do. It has nothing to do with money Mm -hmm. or fame. It's I all I have to do is work with people that I love because there's a lot of people that are very successful, but they've got to grit their molars a lot Mm -hmm. when they're doing what they're doing. And that's not success. 
that's not yeah. actually living a life. And so when you can do, you have the wherewithal to go, I don't need to do that. Yeah, but it's like all this money, not worth it. Like that's the best feeling. It's one day, best. one day I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. um, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back with some advice questions. Ooh. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at Me Undies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, 
you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable? Contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back with Patton and Meredith Henny. We have learned a lot about their dynamic, and now they're going to help you handle your scandal. Can I ask one? Can I pick up on one final thing before you have we get to? Advice you questions? have to pick it up because I, I was curious, Patton. Uh, uh, you did not grow up Jewish, correct? What? No. Uh, yeah. No. I, I, <laughs> As you I, pull off, you pull a yarmulke off your head. Yeah. And you're like, what? What Excuse me, sir. Um, not only did I not grow up Jewish, I grew up like the most the most lapsed barely trying catholic on the planet like just <laughs> suburbs nothing nothing yeah i was kind of yeah. curious about if there was any kind of like how how do you take to judaism how do you like passover how is uh oh can i just <clears throat> just heat whatever but alice our daughter yeah yeah um she loves it she went to her friend's bat mitzvah and then she was all into it. And then at Passover at my dad's house is so fun and she loves it. And we do Hanukkah at our house. We, do, we light the candles. Mm-hmm. We do the whole thing. And then she was talking with one of her friends who's Jewish who's having a bat mitzvah. And she's like, Mom, um, May and I thought it would be really cool if we have a goth mitzvah. And they want to do like <laughs> decorate it like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like have the whole oh, thing like. God. Um, and so she wa- she's like, so can I have a, a joint bat mitzvah with her? Like, she's so into it. I'm yeah. like, I didn't even have a bat mitzvah. Right. <laughs> I, what? Yeah. We got um, yeah, to get Allison to Hebrew school. This is very exciting. I said, <laughs> Alice, you're going to have to go to Hebrew school. Now. You don't just get the party. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, when I was growing up, I was I read a lot of Jewish writers like Chaim Potok and Harlan Ellison and, um, you know, Bathsheba's Singer. And Leo Rostin. So I knew so many Yiddish terms also because I just loved old comedy. And I also Yiddish is such an amazing expressive language. Even if you don't know what they're saying, you can get it in context because the words are so perfectly, you know, he's he's Fablange and he's eating out my Gederim from aggravation. Like, you know, I know what they're doing. (laughs) And so my two, my uh, two of the, I I went to a very bland suburban half redneck high school and there were I think there were like two Jewish students Joel Berg and Linda Strauss and they both thought I was Jewish because I knew all the Jewish <laughs> Yiddish slang for things because I would read I'm looking for Kadak and the Chosen and stuff like that so I knew all that stuff so <laughs> I, it was very easy for me to take to the to the whole Seder yeah. and Passover yeah it's great I mean I you know it's a it's, it's a fun community. party the thing about Judaism yeah, it's fun- is it's it's just 
being good menshi people who are loving and family oriented and community oriented and caring about I think Jews are very it's very much like an Italian family kind of you're like come yeah. let me feed you let me love yeah. you let me give you and that's what well Judaism I mean that's feels the like. basis of all religion is just people getting together and checking in once a week that's really why religions are for any religion and mm -hmm. that's why I remember back in the day when um uh when when Obama was running for his first term and they found the footage of Reverend Jeremiah Wright who was saying all this very you know edgy stuff about you know goddamn America whatever and then Sean Hannity went, and that was the pastor that Obama went to every Sunday for 20 years. And every evangelical was like, well, hang, hang on, he went every Sunday? Great, I love him. <laughs> because all my friends, I have friends who are Christian, and you go, you go to church, and, and the pastor does a sermon, and sometimes after the sermon, you go up to me like, what the hell was that about? That Come on, like, <laughs> then you sit there and talk with him. So obviously and, and um the evangelicals have heard way crazier shit than that yeah, and then yeah. afterwards you hang out with a guy and go are you were you really serious about come on man <laughs> like that so it's just people getting together and checking in that's all it is yeah but some check in and have more fun than others we have to be honest about what's happening i had the sleepiest rabbis in the world <laughs> just like <laughs> Barely wow. getting through the Torah. Oh, my God. I, Andy Kindler does that great bit about it. He goes, he goes, my rabbi, he almost looked like he didn't believe what he was saying. Like he would go up there and go, he would go, the Lord our God, the Lord our God is one. Or, uh, I don't know. And then he would just like, like or, or not. I don't know. Like he just so hilarious. But it's it's funny that you say that, Um, it, like, Meredith, I... I did not even, I need to meet the LA Jews who are like warm and fun and loving life. Cause you know, growing up in New York, honey, give me an Upper West Sider. <laughs> Upper West Side, we're having fun. There are bagels. We're not scooping out the middle. We're living life, loving each other. Yeah. Whereas like here, it's so like, are you going to the right temple where you can never? Oh, goodness gracious. No, 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 no. There are a no. lot of- Come to look, our there's... house for Passover. Yeah. Yes, okay. There's going to be, if there's like acting, yeah. and I won't be the youngest. When we were at Andy's parents the How last Passover, you? I'm 37 and I was the youngest at the table and I had to find the Afikoman. It was you very the embarrassing. four questions. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine like 30 elderly Jews and then us. And then they were like, yeah. Naomi, you got to find it. And it actually took me too long. Like I was like, oh, I, no. I was like, I'm too old for this to take more than two minutes. <laughs> right. I legit could not find it. I'm too uh, old for this shtick. All right, sorry. Still got it, Ben. You still got Thank it. You. Thank you. <laughs> We're here with Sid Caesar and yes. Meredith Salinger. Mm -hmm. uh, so we get questions uh, from many different places, uh, mm -hmm. from Instagram and Twitter, and people Gmail us and people send us voicemails. That's of course our favorite. Naomi, mm -hmm. what's the phone number if people want to send a voicemail? 323-524-7839. You know, I love your voicemails because I can hear where you're at emotionally, and that helps us help you. So think about uh -huh. it. There's a three-minute limit, you guys. So if you can't keep to three minutes, you better go back to the drawing board. <laughs> All right. So this first one is a voicemail. Hi, Naomi and Andy and your lovely guest. Um, you can call me Ophelia. I'm calling because I have a family dilemma. Um, so there is a graduation coming up for one of my sister's kids. Well, actually two of them. They're twins. Uh, and it'll be our first big family gathering since the pandemic started. Uh, the only thing is my sister doesn't believe in the vaccine. Uh, and she doesn't believe in the testing that's happened. And she wants us to come and stay in her house. And, well, during this whole thing, I've kind of been diagnosed with panic disorder. 
especially in crowded places. And there are a total of 12 of us in her house. She has five kids, uh, and it's her and her husband. On top of that, we have nowhere to house our dog, who is super, super reactive. Um, nobody but my boyfriend and one of our other cousins can watch her, so we're super stressed about that. And I'm just having a hard time dealing with the fact that I decided not to go. So did my other sibling who lives here at home. We're all vaccinated here. There's four of us. And uh, our oldest sister is having a really hard time dealing with it. And so are we. I feel like I'm being kind of crazy, but I feel like I'm not because uh, it's a little stressful for me to be in a room full of people in a state that doesn't believe in science. I'm not naming the state in case my sister listens. Okay. Thanks so much for your help. I hope I actually said everything I remember. Okay. Bye. <laughs> well, what wow. was the question? It sounds like she's doing good. Uh, I think it's, I think we're here to absolve her. Okay. I'm not choosing I not think, to come. Uh, I mean, she feels bad about it. Her sister also feels bad that she didn't come. And yeah, we're here to absolve her to say, hey, you followed your heart and what you need to feel okay. And if your sister can't understand your concerns and worries about your dog and your mental health and your physical health, that she has to, yes, she's mad you didn't go. Okay, that's sad. You weren't at a family gathering. But she has to honor your inner feelings about things. It's, it cannot be painful or scary for you to do something to make someone else happy. And you probably wanted to make her happy, but it was too much for you and you honored your boundary and you protected yourself and you are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I need to make I, that a ringtone. I, I need that all yeah, day, every day, Meredith. I, I need to agree with that a thousand percent. And I'm actually kind of pissed. Um, I think that not only did she do the right thing, I think her sister is, I don't think her sister... Um, I don't think her sister followed her feelings. I think her sister uh, followed whatever she heard on the internet um, and was not. I have zero mm-hmm. patience for anti-vaxxers, and I don't even have a panic disorder, and I have zero patience for people who, when they gather family together, don't make, um, uh, don't do whatever you got to do to not have 80 people crammed into a little house. That is something I've yeah. always hated. If I'm going to go on a vacation somewhere... It is for rest and relaxation. Yes. And if I'm going to go somewhere and be piled up on top of all these other people, then I come home 10 times as torqued up as when I leave, as when I left, there's no mm-hmm. point in that. And I don't, I've never understood that impulse. Yeah, I know exactly just, what you mean. I yeah, like d- oh we're all going to get a house. There are only four no. beds, but there are 20 no, of us. We're not, yeah, no, we're <laughs> yeah. not doing that. Then, then, I, then I'm not going to go. And I've been in those situations where I didn't speak up and mm-hmm. I've ended up in a house with 25 people and three bedrooms. And th- not only was there, are we piled on top? There, there's nowhere to escape during the day or night. Like if I want to go be alone, there's nowhere to be alone. And you, everyone starts going crazy. Yeah. 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 It's like uh, House Hunters International. They always want a guest room. They always get the smallest apartment in, you know, the uh, rural area of Germany. And they always wanted to have a guest room so that their family can visit. I'm like, why do you want your family in this tiny place with you in this foreign country? Yeah. Get the hotel room. Yeah. If you're get, like, get, get the a hotel room. Everyone's an adult. Get a hotel room. Yeah. You know. 
Save money on that extra bedroom on your yes. rent. Thank you. And use it for the one or two times your parents come to visit. The one or two yeah. times. Exactly. Like that's right. what it is too. Right? Because I, well, I like to yell, I'm like, honey, if you had friends willing to visit you like across the world, you wouldn't be moving from wherever you actually live now. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Like you don't have the relationships you think you have. Not that many people will be coming to visit you, especially if you move someplace that's like not, like, you know, unless it's Paris or London. Yeah. No one's coming to Frankfurt. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Frankfurt. Yeah. <laughs> that that girl could not have been more in the right for not going. Could not right and have been more in the right. She feels bad because she has a good heart. And she doesn't want to yeah. hurt her sister. And she knows that her not being there made her sister feel sad. But if she had could have open communication and say, I love you. I'd love to be there for this. The scenario with which this is occurring is too much for me, though. Yeah. And then I hope you understand my feelings. Yeah. If they could communicate. Well, it's also like the sister who does not believe in the vaccine but wants to get people together. Where is her, um, what's the word, uh, where's her compromising? You know what I mean? Like, okay, you want to you wanna pretend there, this is not real. I can't change that even though I wish I could and I would strangle you. Then we're having an outdoor gathering like in a park with 10 people right. for, the, for an afternoon. Yeah. Like that's how, if you insist on living this life, then you have to pivot and not put 12 people the in thing. your house. They're, oh my God, uh, you're right. It's like, uh, not only do I not believe in what you believe in, I'm going to double down on what makes you uncomfortable. To, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the yeah. thing. But the, because like, there is no compromise. If you are anti-vax already, if you are already like doing that or you believe that or you're ideologically directed towards that, you are, a, you're an individual, you're a rugged individual, you're a real American, and everyone has to do the thing I do. There is no such thing as compromise. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's, so it's already inbuilt into that kind of, like, ideological profile. That, that you are not going to, yeah. That, like, which, which yeah. is insane to me. It's like, all right, if you are an individual, then you should respect other people's individuality as well, right? But that's no. never what it is. But also, never. if you're an individual, you should go be by yourself. If you don't <laughs> care about anybody else, get yourself a nice little island and call it a damn day. Yeah, yeah you yeah, insist. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ted insist. Kaczynski did it. Why can't you? <laughs> oh, it's so... No, go ahead, Mary. Cute how Naomi laughs at your jokes. Patton, do I ever laugh at your jokes? Yes, you do. <laughs> Stop it. But some days you've heard too many of them. You're like, oh, God. Here it goes. Patton, was there any kind of um, service? Was there any, like, when you did not, your Trumpy relatives, when you did not uh, invite them or when you maybe, like, to even stop talking to them in general, was there any kind of, like, either on your end, was there any kind of, like, feeling like, uh, maybe I should, like, reach out some more? Or no, and in care? fact, um, when the first time I got married, my mom, who had been estranged from one of her brothers, who really was treating her badly at the time, um, and uh, uh, she was like, "Maybe I could invite him to your wedding." Um, this and this guy's just this just this lazy slob that would have been like, you know, I'll I'd love to get flown out to Hollywood and see some stars because mm -hmm. she was thinking maybe I can repair this bridge, and I understand that impulse, but I'm like. You're you're gonna spend money and hassle to bring someone out that's gonna make your day. You're watching your son get married; like he's gonna ruin your day. It's gonna be for naught, and it's also gonna ruin my day because I'm gonna be worried about you mm -hmm. and him treating you like crap. So I was the one who told her he's not coming. I'm he's uninvited. Do not tell him about this. He doesn't need to know. He's been miserable for the last ten years to everybody, and I, but he's also the kind of guy that. He's just a total freeloader who'd be like, 
yeah, I'll totally, yeah, fly me out to Hollywood. I'll go, like, no, he doesn't get yeah. to do that after right. the way he's been treating you. He doesn't get that. And yeah. I had to sit and explain that to her, and she was really, again, I totally understand her impulse, but then afterwards she felt great. She was like, oh, you know what? That I'm glad that we didn't bring him out. I got to have a nice day. Right, right. You can, like, do the, re you can do the repairing another time. Like, that's not exactly, what the yeah. event is for. Yeah. They're, Patton they're is very good with um, honoring his feelings, like the girl who didn't go to her sister's thing. Yeah. He, too, is like, this is too much for me. I I need my own space. I need my yeah. own time. I don't want that person here. I don't want to go. Whatever it is, yeah. he's very much aware of his inner feelings, mm -hmm. and he's not ashamed or afraid to say, I'm good. I have to go. I've had enough. Yeah. I'm done. All that. But by the way, that comes from years of me not doing that and then paying the price for it and then remembering that resentment later going, all I had to do was just go, no, thank you. I don't want to go do this. That's yeah. all I had to do. And, and everyone would have been happy. Right, right, right. Because right. you wouldn't have been there sulking in the corner. I wouldn't. Have, exactly. I wouldn't exactly. have been there giving off this shitty energy. It's like, just don't invite me to the, You know I hate this. Ugh. But Meredith, though, you say Patton's really good about that. You also seem like someone who's very good about that. Like, it was so funny. Before we started recording, I'm telling, just telling the listener, you know, Andy was kind of like, do you mind recording your side? And, you know, like, whatever. And, and Meredith was just like, Andrew. She didn't say Andrew. But she did be like, Andy, if this is what you need us to do, just tell us this is what you need us to do. And we are, and like, so just that to me, like, a, like you're someone who is like, say what you need. Say it clear. <laughs> keep it keep it simple. And yeah. were you always like that, Meredith? I think so. I yeah. think I'm very um I mean, I I think it comes off aggressive to people. Sometimes I think I come off aggressive perhaps, hmm. but really I'm just like Let's just get this shit done. Let's do it the right way. Let's yeah. do it the best way. And let's just do it and move on. You don't need to give me a backstory of <laughs> yeah. any reason why you need something. Um, yeah. Some, what, what did I do? I can't remember. I'm having something happened yesterday. And I can't remember. Oh, anyway, delete that part. Great story, <laughs> but can't remember it. <laughs> That's yeah, that energy. Like, I wish I had that energy. I yeah. wish I was able. I like waver in and out. If I'm yes. feeling very confident, I can do it. But I have to like have gone like I like something good just had to happen to me for right. me to be able to like. Yeah. I have to like steal the energy. I have to. But also keep in mind, I like a vampire. Suck it out of someone else. You guys are young. You like you're you're still young. You got to get to the. You'll get to a point where you're like, yeah, I don't need to do that. Like, and it won't even be in a defiant way. Just like I'm yeah. not. I'm just not going. Sorry, not doing that. Well, it's it's funny. I think I'm better with friends. I can kind of figure that out. But I do think out in the world, because I think one of the things that kind of got socialized into me or out of me, I'm always worried about coming off as an angry black woman. So I don't like <laughs> Oh, my to... God, me too. Oh, my God. Wait, yeah. I just have to say, Naomi, my favorite compliment I've ever received in my life came from you before we started recording. You said I was a strong black woman. I'm like, hell fucking yeah, I am. I know. But I'm saying, like, that's what I wish, though, this idea you could be like, hey, we just doing this. Like, this is the situation. But I think, like, I grew up in, like, you know, because I went to private school, mostly, like, white people, rich people, and it was very, like, 
oh, she's upset or she's whatever. And I think also oh, I was God. just a very um, emotional oh, and dramatic kid anyway. But it was also on top of that, like, even when I wasn't angry, people were like, are you mad? And it's like, no, I'm tired. But it could, right. it was like I never. Hate that, I hate that uh, stereotype. I fucking hate that. I know. Yeah. So I think that, I, that that's what people go to. No, I'm yeah. a confident woman who knows what her, what she wants, motherfucker. I'm not yeah. angry. I'm you're bothering me and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Let's get this shit done. Oh, my God. I'm is that my motto of life is let's get this shit done? <laughs> let's get this over with. It's a great life motto. Let's just get all this let's over with, Let's get this please. shit done. Let's get this shit behind us. God, please. I just want to clip this section out, and then when we have to do the invitations for the wedding, just yeah. listen to it on a loop. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, this one comes to us from Gmail. Okay. Uh, mm. From... Uh, Mrs. Spencer Reed, which is an alias. That's also the name of a character from Criminal Minds. So this person is already Ooh. after my own heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this character is already my favorite. Uh, which character is it? The person writing is a character. No, no. What, what character? Oh, he's like the nerdy genius guy. Who, who plays? Who plays him? I don't remember the guy's name. I just know his name is Spencer Reed. Okay. Okay. Subject. My in-laws are going to overrun our home with quote unquote word art. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, I want home to, look, sweet home. <laughs> live, laugh, love. I didn't listen. Live, laugh, love. I listened to enough of the voicemails because I want to be surprised to, as well. I listened to enough just to get what the subject is. Um, uh, so I want to follow what I thought was going to be very serious. I want to follow it up with something a little uh, less serious. After a lifetime of apartment living, my husband and I are planning on buying a house soon. While I am very excited and also afraid, who will hear my screams? <laughs> I understand. This person watches Criminal Minds. I understand. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to get advice on how to avoid the inevitable. My in-laws gifting us a ton of word art decor. I'm not just talking about my husband's parents. Uh, this is his whole extended family. I think it's safe to say there will be multiple items with the classic live, laugh, love, right, but no, also signs it. that are just that just state the name of the room or what you do there, like eat or laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so much more. Not only do these types of items make up the majority of all their home decorations, but their close family friends also run a small business, a small business creating this stuff. Oh, God, no. Mm, yes. Uh, when I realized they wouldn't be coming by our apartment anytime soon because of Quar, I finally tossed the sp tossed the spoon rest. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. make the perfect mix. That's what it says. So it's basically a thing you put your spoon <laughs> no. on, like when you're cooking, so that you don't um, get oh, uh, oh, sauces oh. and stuff all over the uh, stove. I see. Yes. Yeah, no, we I, don't live that way, but no, it's no. very home good. I get sauces everywhere. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I finally tossed the spoon rest, and I found a way to fold the kitchen towel so you can't see what they say. I cook, you clean. <laughs> That's <gasps> the towel say. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I love no. I love, uh, things that uh, reify gender norms. <laughs> Uh, but I really do not want to have to pretend like any more of this to, to pretend to, to like, like any yeah. more of this stuff. And I don't know how to ask them not to give us any more without insulting their style. They live fairly close and I don't want a lifetime of swapping out all my pillows, etc. Every time one of them is coming by. They are all very mm. nice and well-meaning. And I don't think anyone would listen if we ask for no housewarming gifts. Is oh. there anything we can say that wouldn't seem rude or ungrateful? Thanks for all you do. I hope Mabel will be ready to take on the stairs soon. That's our dog, Mabel, who is undergoing chemo. Oh, oh. man, that's a good question. That is a good question. Right. Yeah, How are you not sure mean? Is. 
Yeah, mm. how are I've, you? Not mean, but also like, please don't give me these things. I have gotten so many pieces of art and or sculptures or things that are so not my style. Mm-hmm. And I think at a certain point you say, um, I know you're probably going to want to give me a present for this. And I'm not asking for a present. Please, you don't have to get me anything. But if you ever do, I have such a weird sense of style that I can, I am the only one who can choose like the art for my house mm-hmm. or the fabrics for my house. And my, and I, and I know people are trying to be so lovely by giving stuff, but like my my sense of style is so unique. The only things I can put up are the things that I've chosen, like on a trip or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Make it about thing. you. Like you make it. It's like this is my thing. So you're not saying those things are hideous. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying my right. thing is like I need to pick it. It yeah, also yeah. comes down to like I have to live in this house every day, and I need things visually that inspire me or comfort me. So I can't decorate my house. For your feelings, for your feelings, when you're going to drop by twice a year, that's that's pointless. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Well, that, you, you don't say it in that's a harsh a hard, way. That's kind of harsh. No, but I would not going to. I'm not going to say it. Obviously, don't say it. But that's how you need to justify it to yourself. Like I'm the one. Who has to well, you know with. what? You blame it on the other spouse. Maybe you say my husband has such a unique sense yeah. of style. I know you want to do this, but he. He hates this shit. But he's shit, the one who's he, related to them. So he, that's the thing. Well, then, he needs to be him, right? Like, he needs to be the one, the spouse. Yeah, the husband needs to go to his family and be like, guys, and we don't say, want my the- wife, my wife yeah. has such a specific style. And everything in the house she wants to have picked, everything on the walls, it has to be hers. Because yeah. if it's anyone else's, it, it like, it gets into her, imagine, right. it, you know, ruins her flow. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Be like, she's really into feng shui, and we cannot ruin her flow. I think yeah. that's what he should just say. Because it's like, it is really hard. I mean. Sorry, I'm looking over to like our mantle. And I'm like, I think it's a pretty good, like we haven't. Well, that's all your stuff. And I'm not well, a big yes, it decorator. Is, it is all my stuff. So that's I'm probably not a why big I'm decorator okay at all. Like I like it. If I go into a house and I see, I'm like, oh yeah, I love that. But in my own home, I don't really know where to begin. I don't know like what should go right, where. Right, right. So I I just like kind of. What happens really if touch somebody it. gives you like okay, they gave you a huge live love laugh sign, and there's like an empty wall, and they're like, "This would be great there," and then you're like, "Thank you." Right. <laughs> and then what do you do? Well, That's where my passive aggressiveness comes, where I go, "Oh, thank you so much," and then I throw it out. Like yeah. I don't right. know what else to do. Like there's just so, like, you know, we have like a two bedroom apartment. Like uh, there's just not enough room for. Right. For extra crap, yeah. Uh, we have a lot people's. of we have a lot of blank walls, walls. and everywhere is, everywhere I've lived, there's always been blank walls because unless I find the perfect thing, I'd rather not hang something there. And I've had mm-hmm. people give me gifts, like you said, going, "Well, that wall's been blank for all. That'd be great up there." And I'm like, "Not what you bought me, no." Like, like I mean, I won't say it that way, but <laughs> like you said, then I'll just quietly throw it away. Like I don't need to. Yeah, we've them. lived in this house for almost almost four years. We've lived here, and. A decorator was trying to help us and she's like I can put something here I'm like I don't want your I want to find I want to walk around with my husband somewhere and walk into a little art store uh-huh. and be like that's cool we should put that up and then we yeah. picked it together and it has like meaning for us so I'd rather the wall be blank than have something right. that I don't like I don't in wanna... fact if you can see behind well, I was gonna me say, I, but this is I my like office. your wall though because it's like a dark blue like kind of a blue gray color yeah. behind you on that it, wall to me it is I, that's literally it all is. I need to me that's like a touch it's... of like that style what about, <laughs> just... what about a mural of Nightcrawler kissing Gambit <laughs> think about that <laughs> think about that for that think whole about wall. it think about it oh yikes just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah Patton actually got me art for one of my birthdays he had it commissioned oh that's right 
And, you and I didn't like it. it. Yeah. Oh, no. And like, I felt so bad because he's the most thoughtful <clears throat> husband in the world. Like, nobody is more thoughtful than Patton. He, he just, he, you're the best husband in the world. And the worst thing is if you give me something I don't like, but I know how much thought you put into it, mm-hmm. it like kills me because I'm like, you're the greatest. I love you so much. This is the best gift ever. I just don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love you and I love the whole idea that you did to create it. All of that is amazing. But the actual drawing of it, I don't personally like. But I love right, everything else. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> the first birthday we were together for Naomi. She, Naomi likes zombies, and so and I think we had been Just watching in general, all zombie like content. She likes zombie movies, stuff. Like yeah. Sure. Like like what Shaun of the Dead was one of the movies yeah. like we watched. Oh, like, we love that movie. Over. Yeah. Great and movie. Right. Favorite. So yeah. Good. Uh, and I think we had been watching The Walking Dead yes, together. Been watching that it. was like, yeah, yeah. A, like a season couple one. Show. Our relationship season was season one. So I got her a compendium of the first fifty issues of a The compendium. Walking Dead. Compendium. Yeah, the like, comic. Like those, uh, the, those really nice hardbound slipcover editions. They're great. I, I've seen them. The omnibus editions, as they call them. Yes, <laughs> omnibus. She hated it. Hated well, it. Immediately why? saw. Why? I don't know how to read comic book bubbles. I don't know what order to go in. I find oh the story oh to be slim. I was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> Naomi, same. same. Oh, Meredith, yes. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. My The very first gift Patton ever That's gave right. me. On our very first date, he brought, which is so weird that he gave me this. But anyway, um, he gave me an edition of the Sandman um, uh, graphic novel by Neil Gaiman, who's amazing, amazing. But I had to like lay in bed with him reading it to me, like pointing and like I was a child and he was reading it to me, which made it so much more interesting. Yeah, that's like romantic. Him reading it to me because me reading it was very, where am I? What is this? I'm so confused. Exactly. I was like, or like, it looks cool, but I'll be like, wait, what was the story? Wait, was that the story? Like, I feel like every episode of a, not episode, every issue of a, every episode of a comic book, every issue is like just so (laughs) slim and that I'm like, again, the compendium is the right way to go because it's enough story, but Mm -hmm. it just feels like, Wait, well, you're talking about American decompressed. Uh, you need maybe uh, like British compressed kind of storytelling, I think, for your. I just can't have it like where it's like literally you open it and the page is just like one person kicking, like a whole spread is like one person kicking another. And then there's like one little bubble. And I'm like, what? This is a waste of paper. Sometimes it yeah. just feels like there's not enough happening for me. And so it was terrible because, like, it was a nice gift. And I think at the time, too, you might have been unemployed. So, like, you just spending any money. Aww. It was, like, on this where I was, like, oh, I know this is I know this is a, such a sweet gift. And I totally get where he was coming from mm. with it. But I was, like, I I wish that had been your reaction. <laughs> no, I yeah. wasn't mean. I, wasn't she I wasn't just, mean. I, just, I wasn't I am, I am goofing. I wasn't like she was I remember just not opening enthused. it because also it was heavy as hell. So I was like, yeah. what is this? And then I opened it and was like, ow. Like I was in my upper register. I was Patton Patton gave me a gift and I opened it and my first thing was no. Yeah, she went, no. <gasps> Do you remember that? I yep. said no. I went, no, 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 no. It was horrible. Patton, what did yeah. you how did you handle it? What did you feel? I mean, especially like He felt terrible. I, I know. I'm I like, actually felt pretty bad. I was like, could you at least have <laughs> there, there, there's a way to ease into it you know what I mean rather than to just go ah! like it was that weird you know like maybe a little you're, you're an actress how about some acting you know soften the blow a little bit Oh, anyway but yeah. I was like no 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 yeah. but you guys obviously worked through it 
Like, because I mean, oh, yeah. that's first I mean, date where it's like, I feel like but it was first, even though you guys have been talking for a while, right? So it was like after a couple months of oh, talking. Oh, no, I didn't say no on that. No, I didn't no, no, say okay, okay, on okay. that one. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, Read it to okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. But like last year for my birthday recently, oh, okay. he gave I me see. this new gift recently. Right. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, but your love yeah. is strong now. So you can like do that. Right. You can be like, hey, our love is strong always. Our love is strong. So. Wasn't this just delightfully a true? I, I am like, look, uh, yes, this is very delightful. <laughs> no, I was just going to gush for a little while, but I, I, I'll save that. Uh, no, gush, uh, but I want to gush first. Naomi, you're fucking cool. I like you. <laughs> there it is. I like you. Can we please hang out? Can we? I was going to say, can we hang out? You seem like the, I'm much older than you, but I'm so I young at heart. I would love to hang also, out Also, like. Me. Honestly, like you are just like coming through with a glowing skin, giving me energy and vibes. Mm. I worry our dynamic might become one where you're talking to me off a ledge a lot. So I don't <laughs> want us to do that. I want to make sure we really get some equal footing in the friendship. You feel like my kind of girl and yes. and I like you. You're a real one. You're a real one. And that's what we're sensing in each other. Naomi, yeah. Now, and two strong black women married to two sweet Jewish men. Jewish white men. boys. White two boys. Jewish <laughs> men, anyway. And Na- Naomi, may I say, not a fan, but I uh-huh. love being on your podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. But now, Andy, now you and Patton set it up. Now you guys hang out cross promotionally. And and, uh, Patton doesn't, Patton doesn't like to have friends. I know, I know, I know. He doesn't socialize. I'll send you a DM in a year where we talk about, did Jonathan Hickman pull off the new, the the (laughs) X-Men? Did he pull it off or not? We'll, we'll talk at the end. Well, um, you know who, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed who, uh, Got an invite to the Hellfire Gala this year. I did. I saw you guys in there. What? Uh, you guys, Paul. Do you Shear, know what that means, Naomi? Jason Manzukis. Well, I think he told me at the time. So I, that's okay. like how I knew. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not off the. Like I wouldn't have if I didn't already have the backstory. That's my goal is to become friends with. I have some friends in the comics industry, but yeah. <laughs> where an artist d- draws us into a comic book. shows up somewhere. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. <laughs> I've been on the cover of a comic. Someone else did a whole comic thing. And oh, that's drew right. me as the comic book cover. What comic girl? Ooh. Are you a superhero? Uh, no, no, no. Just, she was uh, herself. It was like a, so making oh. a cameo as herself, encountering the other hero. It was really oh interesting. Oh my god, that's even yeah. better. And then I was also drawn on the. I did an episode of Tales from the Crypt, and at the beginning of all those episodes, they do like a comic yeah. book page. And I was I was on the com- the front of the comic book. Okay, for the now Tales that's the what you thing. need to put on the wall behind you. Yes, the crypt. Find <laughs> that drawing. Comic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, put that big page in your in your Meredith, office. what's the Crypt Keeper really like? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I suddenly turn into Jiminy Glick? No, that's yeah. good though. I like it. I love it. He like he's a corpse, but he makes jokes. And what is that about? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Patton, you're good. That was good, Jiminy Glick. And honestly, Thank Jiminy you. Glick's one of my favorite characters. Not oh, afraid God. to admit it. I saw Martin Short on Broadway. Okay? On Broadway. Okay. Oh I'll, I'll chase him. When he was like He's doing the so characters. Funny. not. And it was like, Jiminy Glick, of course, comes out. And I think he like interviewed someone in the audience. You know? Like that was what he did with that character. And it was... We should probably add this. Uh, okay, okay. Thank you so much <gasps> for being go. on the show. Thank you so much for being on the show. You guys are the best. Uh, nice, Meredith will thank go you. get some milkshakes. Yes. Yes, girl. It was so lovely to meet both of you. You're an adorable couple. Thank you. You're an adorable couple, you two. You guys are always loving know. each other. You're always loving up each other on, on like socials and stuff and being like, my man. And then you do heart emojis. It's very She's cute. very lovable. It's very easy to do that. So. Very lovable. Okay. I love you guys the best. See you later. I love you even more. Love you too. Bye. 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 Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 